Welcome to Alphabet Flight Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with the guest, talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is a person who can see Russia from his house. Sean! <laughs> I may actually be further east than you. Yeah, you probably are. <laughs> I don't know. You know, it's just a Sarah Palin reference in 2019. Uh, yeah. I see. Yes, no, yeah. fair enough. I live in Toronto. Yeah, no, you're... you're... Um, I know that I love to build up this image of myself as a Canadian, sort of a woods-living, plaid-wearing, bear-fighting, manly man, but while most of those things are true, I don't live in the woods. Um, you do, you do live on the icy tundra of the Yukon, though, in a, uh, gold mine. Yeah. Yep, no, that's entirely Yeah, you accurate. can't see Russia because you're the underground. The inside an igloo. Guarded by beavers. I'm pretty sure that's how yeah. Canada like, is largely Sean, portrayed in the Sean media. literally trained moose. He rides moose yep. around. Mm-hmm. It's really... It's it's weird, honestly. I'd, Once in a while, I will cut down a maple tree, pick up the log, and just sort of wring it out into my mouth like a towel, um, allowing all of the syrupy goodness to sort of just drip straight down into into my throat, into yep, my gullet. It's pretty, it's pretty good. You should see it sometime. Yep. But, uh, <laughs> uh, we're not talking about anything Canada-related right now. Uh, so, yeah, let's talk about, I'm gonna say, like, not the most interesting Soviet supervillain slash superhero. If it's the one I think it is, then no. no I, like, I agree with cause, you. Because we will be talking about better ones very soon. Because mm-hmm. I've talked about both my favorite Soviet supervillain and Soviet superhuman. A super villain, a superhero, in the same week, yeah. fairly in the is, future. Is Colossus? He's the only Soviet superhero I can uh, think well, of. Uh, Ursa Major. Ursa Major. Oh, I don't know Ursa Major. It's a man who turns into a bear. I guess bear. I'll have to go back and find well, that. Well, you'll have to go into the future. Oh, oh, you have no, done no, it no, yet, no. I done it. I've done it. it. But it's, it's not out. Recorded, but not yeah. posted. So I've done gotcha. it in the past, but yeah, you yeah, have yeah. to wait in the future. To listen to it. Right. So I'm doing a call forward slash call back. Yeah. (laughs) It's pretty good. Um, So yeah, we're talking about Titanium Man. (laughs) I've seen Titanium Man once in comics. It was during Civil War, and he wasn't thrilling. Well. Don't have anything to add to that. Yep, it's just a thing. So, uh, you may have heard me talk about Titanium Man in the Radioactive Man episode, because Titanium Man, Radioactive Man, and someone else, I forgot who, but they're three Soviet co- uh, countries, uh, basically they broke away, and they formed mm-hmm. a team that was supposed to be like a independent, like, communist-themed superhero team they're going to be superheroes but they just forgot right. about it the next writer forgot about now, based it based on what little i know about titanium man the hero part kind of went out the window fairly early well, on. no this was later on in his career yeah uh, i see when they're trying to be less like hey all commies are bad it would be mm-hmm. like hey there are some good ones it's very difficult to make the case that an entire homogenous group of people are all evil i don't know a lot of people do it very easily <laughs> okay, it's very hard to correctly make that claim. It's hard to do it if you're not a monster. 
In fact, one might say it was impossible to correctly make that claim because that claim is wrong. I can only think of one group, but it's Nazis. Okay, so we're talking about not a Nazi. We're talking about someone who would have fought against the Nazis, uh, the Titanium mm-hmm. Man. Um, do you have any idea what this man's name is? Um, is it? Uh, let me think. Stony Smark. No. Um. But okay. think very. St- I just think of him as knockoff think Iron Man. Very so. stereotypically Soviet Russian. Okay, Alexei. You're going in the wrong direction. All right. What's more stereotypically Russian than Alexei? Uh, Boris Bulinski. Comrade. Wait, Bo- what? Uh, Boris Bulinski. Okay, Boris Bulinski is pretty. Wait, is yep, that him? That's him. <laughs> okay, that's pretty yeah. Russian. Uh, former Soviet communist uh, party official, now an agent of the KGB. Um, that's his occupation. Um, he, mm-hmm. it's pub. He, the government officials know who he is in the USSR, which is also where he's a citizen of and where he was born. Um, he mm-hmm. was born in Russian name, Soviet USSR. Wait, he was born in a Russian name? Well, he was born in, I think I refuse to try to pronounce at all. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I decided fairly recently that I don't understand how anyone pronounces Gaelic ever. Oh, yeah, no, it's, I mean, as someone with a Gaelic name, it's... It doesn't kinda, make sense. We're playing Calvin no, Ball over not, here. Okay, first off, too many vowels, and none of the vowels sound like they look. Yep. You're preaching to the choir. My name is Sean. And Sean is one of those names that does not look like it's supposed to be that. <laughs> like, nope. if anything, it should rhyme with bean. Because that's how... But whatever. But what I tell people is that phonetic pronunciation is for the weak. And what I tell people is, um, I don't know, maybe stop it and make it easier on me. <laughs> <laughs> I play a D&D character. Her name is Sirsha, And, uh... Literally no vowel in that word is is uh, pronounced the way I it's think I may to. like you less for naming a character that. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not talking about simple stuff. We're talking about the Soviet Russia things. Uh, hmm. So this dude is married, so hands off. I don't know. You're just like, oh, I'm super into ro- dudes in robot suits. And I was just... I do like dudes in robot suits. There's nothing wrong with a good robot suit. Titanium Man, maybe not the primo version of that. I mean, he's not even the best armored Soviet super soldier. Like, Crimson Dynamo he's not even is the better. best. Yeah. He's just one of a dozen. Di- Wait, cr- hang on. Crimson yeah. Dynamo? Is that a DC no, guy? No, that's. Uh, oh, really? That's, that's also, also Marvel. Marvel. Okay, <laughs> Oh, Rocket Red is the DC yeah. one. Okay. Not to be confused with Red Nine, who appeared in two issues of Spider Man. It was. What is it with the Russians and knockoff Iron Man? <laughs> is it the only superhero you could copy? I don't know. Try Russian Doctor Strange, Doctor. So okay, here here's the thing with Iron Man, especially early Iron Man. He was just like, uh-huh. I'm a capitalist, and we did haven't realized that capitalism is bad yet. Uh, so I'm gonna fight all the communists because they're bad, because they're not capitalists. For sure. 
And perhaps the bigger issue there, like, fighting communists is a fairly common plot line of its era. Perhaps the bigger issue is that no one could think of anything to do for an Iron Man villain that wasn't just also Iron Man. Well, speaking of, though, I do really love the Unicorn, who I do talk about in the future, but already recorded the episode. Oh, yeah, the Unicorn, who has, like, a laser beam head, and that is Yeah, but I love him. I love him. (laughs) But, speaking of a thing, a thing, um... He was uh-huh. <laughs> he was a former member of the Titanic Three, which I will okay. pull that out. Uh, Titanic Three is that radioactive man? Is it the team with radioactive man? It can, but it won't. Oh, Crimson Dynamo! I already mentioned. Oh, Crimson Dynamo! Yeah, Dynamo. They were on the same yeah, team. Yeah, so radioactive man, Crimson <laughs> Dynamo, uh, and uh, Titanium Man were on a team for nine issues. What are the differences between their powers? Um, are there any? I'll get back to you on that. They okay. appeared in uh three, four, four issues before the writer who made them stopped writing about them, and the next person was just like, "Oh, I need a commie to fight." <laughs> no, all oh, all three of them, all three of them fought with the Viet Cong, so they could free North Vietnam. Without the meddling of superheroes. Okay. I'm not going to touch that one. I don't know what to do with that. uh, (laughs) Well, everyone knows that uh, Sean here is famously almost as bad as uh, Arthur McCarthy when it comes to communism. So, care so little about this dude. (laughs) Yep. Um, So, we are... So, he first appeared in... Come on, Comic Vine. Loading. Uh, Tales of Suspense, uh, issue number 69, nice, uh, <laughs> uh, in September 1965. You did it, Jesse, you found the only good thing to say about <laughs> Titanium Man, who I almost again called Crimson Dynamo just now. So, um, this, this was, uh, this was a, um... The Tales of Suspense era, where it was an Iron Man story and a Captain America backup story. Uh, and the Iron Man story was, If I Die, Let It Be With Honor. Uh, introducing the the Titanium Man. I want to say anything. I want to talk about the other one. So badly. <laughs> <laughs> and then Midnight in Greymore Castle. And that was a Captain America slash Bucky thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh. So. Yep. Now, did anyone die with honor in that issue? I don't think they did. Okay, because it made a pretty well, big point. Well, if out I of it. die, I mean, there's an if there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see. So yeah, let's talk about him. Uh, Boris uh, Boliski was a high-level communist party party official in the USSR. His unbridled ambition within the party, as well as his intimidating appearance, which won him the nickname Boris the Merciless, uh, garnered the dis- disfavor of the Kremlin officials, who transformed him to an administrative post in an obscure work camp in Siberia. He might as well just been sent to a gulag. R- well, it sounds like no, no, he but was like, sent I mean, to a he gulag. was like the boss of the. Cool. He was in an administrative capacity, is, for sure. 
a hell in its own... Marginally better. Well, no, it's significantly better. Being sent to a gulag for a non-administrative capacity is basically a death sentence. So I guess he was doing okay. I mean, I'm gonna say it's like a few clicks above the hellish conditions of being in a work camp. Mm-hmm. Because you still have to... For sure. In fact, you're what you are is in charge of administering the hellish conditions. Yeah, and you have to live there as well. Mm-hmm. Now that does I mean, suck. you probably get, like, a space heater and stuff, and, like, the warm coats, but, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you still have to deal with it. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I lived in a city that regularly got to minus 40 in the winter, so maybe I should not be <laughs> judging <laughs> other people's cold weather conditions. Um, That's Ottawa, not Toronto, for the record. So, so basically, he was a go-getter, and all of his bosses were just like, hey, calm it down. I mean, that was actually a fairly common thing. I don't know about in Russian government, but in, like, factories, if you did some work, people would beat you up in the street after after work ended because, like, actually moving a project along was considered a well, problem. Well, as a, uh, living in a capitalist society, if you are a good worker, they tend to put more work on you, but expect, but they'll pay you more money, which is why if mm-hmm. you live, which is why if you work a dead-end job... Just try, like, a little bit of a bare minimum, because if you do, if you do anything above that, and trust me, I've been in this position a lot of times, you expect to do so much more work than the other people, and mm. you never get paid more, and you're still not going to get, you're not going to get, like, like a raise or anything out of it, or you're also not going to get promoted out of it. You're just going to be the person who's really good at this one job. I don't know that that's necessarily matched up with my experiences, but... Oh, I've worked for some crappy companies. Yeah. Sounds like it. So, um, angered by the demotion, Belinsky uh, conceived of the Titanium Man project as a mean of winning back the party's favor. See, you, you. I think he's being too much of a tryhard right now. Because, first mm-hmm. off, the reason he was <laughs> sent to Siberia was he was trying too hard. Why are you trying harder at that point? If the people <laughs> who are in control of you sit you to a death camp, basically, yeah. for trying hard, don't suck up to yeah. them. Yeah, well, maybe it's time to start trying hard at something or, else. Don't leave. Just leave. <laughs> Go to America. Well, now it is. <laughs> How exactly does one manage that? You know what? In a Siberian gulag. What they do is they build a titanium man suit and defect. So he did start trying harder at other stuff. Good for him. But that's his project. But he did it to win the party's favor, which is reason- Good work. Well, you know what, Boris? I kind of get where you're coming from. Maybe don't give the Soviets a super weapon. Would be the ideal situation. Don't try to win their favor. I get why you did it. Win their favor, though. Yeah, build the suit and then go home. Leave. And by home, I mean Just a new home. Just leave. If you could build yeah. a super suit, leave. Get gone. Like, like America gladly picks up defectors. <laughs> Often. We haven't... Especially if they have super weapons. That's why we have NASA. <laughs> so... Yep. But, but yeah. Uh, so, seeing that the work camp housed, like, scientists uh, who worked with Anton Venko who was the current Whiplash, but the person who built the Whiplash suit before the previous person. He basically 
instead of making them like break up rocks, it's just like, yo, build me a suit. Fair enough. Uh, and that's basically how Iron Man got his start. Well, I mean, he built a lot of it himself. No, I mean, he, oh. I didn't. I don't mean he told someone to build a suit. I mean, he got taken prisoner <laughs> and forced to build a weapon, so he yeah. built a suit. Uh, so he planned to use the armor suit to battle and defeat Iron Man, the American champion who wore a similar suit made of iron. Thus, uh-huh. win a propaganda victory for which he believed the party would greatly reward him by maybe, I don't know, burying him alive for trying too hard. <laughs> also, go to Iron Man and be like, hey, I'm really good at this stuff. Let's fight the people who sent me to, to my death, basically. No, that's a pretty solid uh, plan. Well, I, I mean, I guess he's just committed to his wrong, bad ideals that he has. Uh, an intensive uh, effort was put into the design and construction of the titanium armored suit. Despite mm-hmm. the information on Iron Man's armor provided by uh, Soviet spies, the scientists were unable to duplicate the technological base of the underlying fabrication of the transistor wait transistor transistor logic computer and the microscaled power okay. amplifying devices yeah this was back when like the stuff that made iron man cool wasn't repulsor beams it was he has a suit having some microchips yeah all. he has a suit that isn't bulky as a result the titanium arm uh armor was nearly twice the size and weight of Iron Man's suit. Part of the volume was being filled by the person inside of it who was really big. Yeah. Uh, In fact, I just, I was doing a little Google search of my own, and I found a diagram of him inside it, and his feet don't go all the way to the feet of the suit. They stop sort of (laughs) mid-shin. He's sort of standing on stilts the whole time. Uh, Bolinsky? Wait, sorry. Uh, when the suit was completed, the Communist Party granted approval for the project, and Belinsky issued a challenge directly to Iron Man to battle in neutral location as the champions of their retrospective ideologies. Um, he wore his mm-hmm. suit. He wore his suit of uh, titanium and called himself the Titanium Man. Uh, yeah. Did you mean to say respective respective ideologies? ideologies? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Well, now you've got that, and you can edit it into the or appropriate spot. That's another okay. thing. Also a valid <laughs> option. I, it's not my job to tell you how to do your show. Yeah. Uh, uh, bu- 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 Iron Man was just like, yo, I'll fight you. And then he defeated Iron Man in front of an international audience. <laughs> yeah, because his suit was bigger and no, stronger. No, Iron Man defeated him. Yeah. Oh. oh. Because Iron Man is a good capitalist boy. Is- He's a good capitalist boy. (laughs) And he has to win. Uh, So immediately, he prepared for a rematch. And he was subjected to an unknown biological treatment, which increased his physical size. (laughs) This big man got... Oh, so now he is big enough for this. This big man got even bigger. He was... (laughs) uh, The titanium armor... uh, was redesigned for far more formidable power, and he bal- challenged Iron Man in the skies over Washington D.C., but but again was defeated. Uh, he retreat. Yeah, he retreated 
It's going to keep happening, but... He was retreated to a location off the coast where Soviet submarine was to pick him up, but the orders... But under orders from Moscow. Uh, the submarine just abandoned him. Because Moscow was just like, yo... Uh, Is that all it says? Pretty much. Uh, like, like Moscow was just like, hey, uh, we'll pick you up, but... Um, no. So, uh, bye. Go retrieve the superpowered titanium man. But, comrade, we don't really feel like it, so I think we will not. Pretty much. I apologize for my terrible Russian well, accent. It's better than what my attempt would be, so. Um, he subsequently served the Vietnamese communist scientist known as Half Face for a time. Is, is that racist? But it feels like it could be a racist thing. I okay. I'm not gonna vouch for Half Face himself not being a racist caricature. Haven't seen the man from a 1960s comic. Seems possible. Um, however, I don't know. I suspect it's got more to do with like a hideous accident he was in that took half his face. Which still not like a sensitive thing to refer to someone who's been in an accident. That's pretty cruel and crappy, but I don't know if it's specifically racist in its cruelty. He showed up in, like, six issues. Um, Who, Half-Face? Yeah, Half-Face showed up in... Half-Face showed up in six yeah, issues? Yeah, and... Oh, yeah, it's because he was disfigured. See, I'm just... I'm just... I'm okay, always, I'm always like, on the edge of just, like, that sounds like it possibly could be racist. So, like... Huh? I mean, so finding out... <laughs> Finding it, we're in a weird situation where, oh no, it's just because he was disfigured is the best case scenario for this nickname, which is pretty crappy. Hmm. So, um, yeah, Half Face was just like, okay, I'm gonna fix up your uh your suit, and then so yeah, so Half Face like fixed up his suit, and then which again he fought Iron Man and lost. Uh, then he went back to the Soviet government and joined the third Crimson Dynamo, unsuccessfully battling Iron Man again. Good for this guy. Good for Titanium Man. Because there have been several whiplashes. There have been at least three, apparently, Crimson Dynamos, which I didn't know until just now. But so far, it's just the one Titanium Man. And good, so, you know, good for him for that stick to so The thing is, though, is he's not as charming as Shocker. So, I don't know, I don't give him as well, much. I mean, nobody's as charming. Shocker is very charming. And it took, a, and it, took <laughs> it literally took him 20 years before he was just like, maybe I'm not good at this. Uh-huh. Oh, half face is, a, it's actually the bottom half yeah, of his face. Yeah. I assumed it would be sort of a split down the middle thing, but it's not. Yeah, it's not, it's not. Two face. It's half face. The thing is, all he's really missing is his chin. Well, he had a really big chin. I just don't know if that accounts for half the human face. Um. Then, after fleeing from the Soviet government in disgrace, Titanium Man and Crimson Dynamo found a refuge in Vietnam where they teamed up with, with Radioactive Man as a Titanic Three of. The champions of Eastern Communism, uh, they decided to serve their former masters no longer. They wanted to be... To Is Radioactive Man from so China? Is Radioactive yeah. Man from China? Okay. 
I knew a radioactive man was from China. I wasn't sure if it was the original. One. It's the the main one, the main one. Right. Yeah. Not to be confused with the Simpsons radioactive man. I I've only watched like two episodes of Simpsons, so I don't know. He's probably more famous than the Marvel. Villain. I don't know. I know more about the Marvel villain, so obviously he's more famous. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's uh, let's have a quick test. I'm gonna Google radioactive man. So, uh, basically, basically, the, the three of them didn't want to be considered criminals anymore. So, instead, Ooh. in Vietnam, instead of being criminals, they were considered heroes. Wait, were they considered criminals in the Soviet yeah. Union? Yeah, they had to flee in disgrace because Why? of... What was their crime? Not killing yes, Iron Man? Repeatedly! That's on not a national illegal. On a national stage, repeatedly. They got their ass okay, handed. Okay, no, for sure. That is very much something that, like... <laughs> Soviets would have trumped up some charges to punish you for, even if it wasn't explicitly. Like, pretty illegal. much every single time the Crimson Dynamo or Titanium Man went up against Iron Man, they got their ass handed to them. Uh, the 20th picture in the Google search results for Radioactive Man is the Radioactive Man from Marvel. All of the other ones are... The Simpsons character. But that's based off of uh, your search history and also um, browsing habits, so... Uh, sure, that, well, I, I've never Googled The Simpsons before. Anyway, yep. moving on. No, it turns out you sleep, Spent too Google. much time on this already. <laughs> Sleepy you is very into Simpsons. But, like, afterwards, he missed his Russian homeland and returned to the USSR. Um, to prove his loyalty, under the alias The Other, he sent an, the Titanium Man sent a former uh, Soviet agent, the Unicorn, to destroy Iron Man. Everybody's favorite unicorn. Yeah. Uh, that good, that good, good Bean good, Boy. Good Bean Boy has a unicorn on his shirt, like on his torso, that yep. is very menacing. And is in no other way unicorn themed. Well, he has a un- he has a beam horn as well right it's just not a good place for a laser I've, weapon I've, I've discussed <laughs> this in great detail in the past but okay. also in the future <laughs> so, awesome <laughs> call back forward arguments of future past so uh I'm starting to feel pretty sorry for titanium man the man who thought hey my home co- country Decided to persecute me as a villain because I tried to help and didn't help enough. I should go back there. Apparently, uh, apparently, Battery Bill fought the the Green Libera- uh, Green Liberation Front, which is a a group of disaffected Americans who were veterans of Vietnam War. Those felt. I thought for sure you were going to say he fought Green Liberace. Yes, Green Liberace was part of it. <laughs> uh, they were given armored suits developed by Sergi, Sergey, Sergey, Sergi, Sergey, whatever. One of those. Um, they were they were like to rob and then destroy the Federal Reserve, uh, the Federal Bank and Federal like Reserve. You do. Um, they also he also developed a technique which the armored suits and people inside could be transformed by an unknown process into a small card like object then transformed back when the signal was transmitted from a special device. What? So basically, he could 
do real life Yu-Gi-Oh, but with armor. There, yeah, there was a time where like Iron Man villains were essentially Pokemon. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, they thought like that would like destroy the American economy, but then like yeah, they but thought. then Beta Ray Bill, <laughs> uh, fought the Green Liberation Front and Titanium Man, and then. I was not expecting Beta Ray Bill to show up. And then, like, he beat them? That is probably how that story ended, yeah. But uh, since then, uh, the Gremlin, a villain, yeah, the first villain, the first villain in Hulk comic as well, uh, wore the uh, Titanium Man's armor. Gremlin because, villain Because uh, Boris Belinsky was transformed into one of those cards, but was never returned. Because the transmitter device was uh, oh destroyed, I mean he came back. Wait, is that it? Is he that came it back for uh, like later, but okay, at, at the current time. So, um, so he's like seven one without the armor. So they would have made a really big armor in the first place. He weighs four hundred twenty five yeah. pounds, and he has blue eyes and black hair, and. Uh, after being transformed into a uh, big boy, bigger boy, he could lift 200, yep. 200 and uh, 2,500 pounds. I lift 200 pounds every time I stand and, up. And so. uh, he has a robot suit, which is magic because it's a robot suit that could do anything you want it to. Well, that's. Yeah. Okay. Actually, that's something that's worth talking about. I'm getting real sick of the, like, Iron Man gets chased by a missile and he's like, oh, I better use my freeze ray. What? Freeze ray? Since when do you have a freeze ray? You can't just have new technology on the fly? After he made, like, nanobots that could turn into his suit, whatever he wants, he could. Okay, now that was a fair explanation for why he could pull new gadgets out of thin air. But before that, it was like, missile flares. What? Well, also for... Also, for a very long time after a certain era, like the like the Iron Man plot would go: new villain kicks Iron Man's ass. Iron Man makes his suit into right. better suit, kicks their ass, and then you for just sure. rinse and repeat over and over again. Yeah, I mean it works for Spider Man too, but like Spider Man doesn't usually, while he's out and about, go. I'm just going to deploy my spider freeze ray that I clearly have. As you all know. Remember that? No. No, yeah. you don't. I don't know. I feel so little about the Crimson Dy- uh, the, I feel about the Crimson uh, Dynamo a lot. Uh, but not nothing about the Titanium Man. We g- genuinely cannot be remembered. Like, we're not- This isn't a bit. <laughs> we're not pretending to not remember his name. We are genuinely more interested in the Crimson Dynamo. And it keeps Freudian slipping its, it's way like, out there. Yeah, the better one. You just want to talk about that one. I don't even know anything about the Crimson Dynamo, but you know what? The better More one. interesting. Pretty much. Yeah. I'm going to look at his costume. I bet his costume is cooler. Titanium Man is just green. Yeah. Not even the color titanium. Yeah, that I did think that was odd. Now, then again, Iron Man is, well, Iron does rust red. Yep, Crimson Dynamo yeah, is cooler. cooler. He's the color he just says he cooler. is. So I guess we're going to talk about the next one after do plugs. <laughs> I don't know. I have nothing else to say. Okay, no, oh, plugs? Is it plug, plug a clock? Plug a clock? Cool. Uh, 
Hi, I'm Sean, as I said at the beginning, and I'm from Frankly Implausible Productions. We have our own podcast. It's called Pitch Me Something. You can check us out at franklyimplausibleproductions.com, and I guess I should say what the premise of the podcast is, which is we do fresh ideas for original pop culture properties and things based on existing things. Our most recent episode is about my pitch for an alternate universe swapping D&D uh, home module that you can take home and play with 30 of your friends. Which sounds impractical, but trust me, it's super cool. And uh, we also did a pitch for how to reboot the Harry Potter franchise on that episode. So check us out, franklyimplausible.com. Um, I have another podcast called Creepy Critters, where I talk about cryptids. Um, if you want to hear some Squatch talk, uh, me and me and Sean did some talked about some tree Squatch. Oh yeah, we do some Squatch talk on that show. And there's more Squatches. Oh, there's always more squatches. There's no, no end to it's squatches. Squatch o'clock every day. You make up a new squatch every I'm gonna five minutes. I'm going to make one up right now. To. The Megalo Squatch. It's real big. It's just an extra big squatch. Yeah. No, great. Like a squatch the size of a really big tree. I'm going to come up with a squatch too. Okay, here we go. It's the Titanium Squatch, and it's not as good as the Crimson Dino Squatch. <laughs> it also has the ability to turn into metal. It's the most dangerous squatch at all. Yes. Oh, no, for sure, right? Yeah. If it needs a power, that's it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I also have a podcast within that podcast called SCPC, where we talk about uh, SPC. We basically do a reading slash looking at SCPs. That sounds super cool. I don't think I've been on for that no, segment no, it's before, a, but I'd love it's, to. I just did it to fill out, because it's bi-weekly. I just wanted to fill out the weeks where I didn't have anything. With something. Yeah, for sure. It's quick to do, and I like doing it. So, do I need to say? Um, I have a Patreon and Twitter and Facebook group. If to look in the description for that, I care so little. I, like, I can't. <laughs> You've got such a I just look can't, on your face. I need you this episode that. to end, so I'm just going to end it. So, bye. Okay, here we go. Bye.